46 is no age to pass away especially for a writer i think it's gone too soon in any way i think a writer is coming out of their uh, writing age teens they touch their 40s or late 30s we'll also find that uh, a lot of the great works that uh, writers who start writing in their teens or uh, come about when uh, they are in their 40s 50s or late or later ages because uh, i think they finally have that objectivity and uh, they don't no longer have the exuberance of youth but uh, somehow they are more suited to looking at things uh, very impartially and having no personal role in them so i think their stories then come up with a more natural flourish and since they have already worked on their craft for about one or two decades they are now quite more uh, free to flap their wings and go wherever the stories take them i think that's what has happened with most uh, great works and great writers who have there's rarely ha- has been any writer who's uh, come about and written that great first profound novel it's been a rare case and wherever you find it uh, you'll see that it's an exception to to everything uh, to to uh, what i'm saying that uh, most writers bloom in their 40s or 50s or even later so i'm speaking all this in the context of uh, the writer i'm discussing today hugh hector munro he was born in 1870 and he sadly passed away in 1916 during the first world war and uh, that was in the western front and uh, between birth and death uh, he was uh, brought up in devon england and uh, his father was in an officer in the burma police so but he finally settled down in london in 1896 started a career in journalism and creative writing and he published his uh, collected short stories uh, one was called uh, i think regiland one was called the chronicle of clovis and another was called the toys of peace and so on and then his career was cut short by his death so it's quite unfortunate because some of the stories uh, while you can see the evolution of the writer in his stories uh, like in the start you can see that the stories are half baked and coming still coming to life it has not germinated into the great idea that it, it wa- originally was but uh, in the later stories especially in the chronicles of clovis collection uh, like clovis featuring as an every man who is kind of witnessing the story as in the guest appearance but the main character is somewhere else uh, that's a great collection to have and uh, i had couple of the stories at school that's what uh, introduced me to saki that was his pen name hugh hector munro otherwise known as saki the open window was one of the first stories that we had at school and uh, it's a supernatural suspenseful tale uh, with a great twist which is not uh, you would say oh just like o henry's no not like o henry's but very uh, trademark saki if you ask me and uh, the one that i'm going to read today uh, which is my absolute favorite uh, is mrs packletide's tiger i think it just has the right amount of ingredients that make a classic saki story and of course i would like to mention uh, uh, some here just for you to uh, go back and uh, read uh, because it gives a sense of the writer saki could have been if he had lived past 46 
सो वन इज एस मे आई वुड लाइक टू रिकमेंड विच इज अ वेरी डार्क ह्यूमर टेल बट समाउ साखी मैग्निफिशन कैरीज द ह्यूमर वेन इवन वेन थिंग्स गेट रियली ग्रिम इन देर एंड टॉबेर मॉरी इज अ वेरी शार्प कमेंट ऑन ह्यूमन बींग्स एंड द नेचर एंड इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग स्टोरी इट्स अबाउट अ कैट दैट स्टार्ट टॉकिंग एंड द रिप्रकॉशंस दैट बिगिन टू हैपन एंड apart from that there are many others that uh, i would like to recommend the complete short stories by that penguin has of saki uh, so one thing about a writer passing away early is that you can kind of summarize all their collected short stories in one volume which penguin has done with this collection and of course the 76 short stories i don't know if it's still out there it's a great edition by rupa classic when it first came out I was just checking the dates I brought this in 2001 way back when I was 18 19 so <laughs> that's how long I have known this writer and writer's works and uh, that's why now looking back at it I can see that uh, some writers are uh, just pass away too soon just when they are in that blooming phase but yet they leave behind stories which we can still look back at and enjoy so you're listening to movies music books etc by snehit kumla and i'll be reading uh, probably the whole story of uh, mrs packletide's tiger by sakhi by the way sakhi is the name of the cup bearer in omar khayyam's uh, rubaiyat uh, the urdu poetry i think epic and that's where duke uh, hector munro picked this surname from and sakhi the jar bearer or the couplet bearer in uh, is a common feature in urdu poetry in the 18th 19th century just like parwana and shama that is the moth and the flame the moth keeps flying at the flame despite all the dangers has uh, had many urdu couplets written on them on that particular feature but more on that on some other episode we'll be talking and reading from uh, Mrs Packletide's Tiger by Saki coming up on the other side So here we go Mrs Packletide's Tiger by Saki It was Mrs Packletide's pleasure and intention that she should shoot a tiger not that the lust to kill had suddenly descended on her or that she felt that she would leave India safe and more wholesome than she had found it with one fraction less of wild beasts per million of inhabitants The compelling motive for her sudden deviation towards the footsteps of Nimrod was the fact that Luna Bimberton had recently been carried 11 miles in an aeroplane by an Algerian aviator and talked of nothing else only a personally procured tiger skin and a heavy harvest of press photographs could successfully counter that sort of thing Mrs Packletide had already arranged uh, in her mind the lunch she would give at her house in Curzon Street ostensibly in Lona Bimberton's honor with a tiger skin rug occupying most of the foreground and all of her conversation she had also 
already designed in her mind uh, the tiger claw brooch that she was going to give Luna Bimberton on her next birthday. In a world that is supposed to be chiefly swayed by hunger and by love, Mrs. Packletide was an exception. Her movements and motives were largely governed by dislike of Luna Bimberton. Circumstances proved propitious. Mrs. Packletide had offered a thousand rupees for the opportunity of shooting a tiger without overmuch risk or exertion. And it so happened that a neighboring village could boast of being the favored rendezvous, rendezvous of an animal of respectable antecedents, uh, which had been driven by the increasing infirmities of age to abandon game killing and confine its appetite to the smaller domestic animals. The prospect of earning the thousand rupees had stimulated the sporting and commercial instinct of the villagers. Children were posted night and day on the outskirts of the local jungle to head the tiger back in the unlikely event of his attempting to roam away to fresh hunting grounds and the cheaper kinds of goats were left about with elaborate carelessness to keep him satisfied with his present quarters. The one great anxiety was lest he should die of old age because uh, before the date appointed for the main sahib's shoot. Mothers carrying their babies home through the jungle after the day's work in the fields hushed their singing lest they might curtail the peaceful sleep of the venerable herd robber. The great night duly arrived, moonlit and cloudless. A platform had been constructed in a comfortable and conveniently placed tree, and thereon crouched Mrs. Packletide and her paid companion Miss Mebin. A goat gifted with a particularly persistent bleat such as even a partially deaf tiger might be reasonably expected to hear on a still night was tethered at the correct distance with an accurately sighted rifle and a thumbnail of thumbnail pack of patience cards with an accurately sighted rifle and a thumbnail pack of patience cards the sportswoman awaited the coming of the quarry i suppose we are in some danger said miss mebin she was not actually nervous about the wild beast, but she had a morbid dread of performing an atom more service than she had been paid for. Nonsense, said Mrs. Packletide. It's a very old tiger. It couldn't spring up here even if it wanted to. If it's an old tiger, I think you ought to get it cheaper. A thousand rupees is a lot of money. Louisa Mabin adopted a protective elder sister attitude towards money in general, irrespective of nationality or de denomination. Her general, uh, her energetic intervention had saved many a ruble from dissipating itself in tips in some Moscow hotel, and francs and centimes clung to her instinctively under circum circumstances which would have driven them headlong from less sympathetic hands. Her speculations as to the market depreciation of tiger remnants uh, were cut short by the appearance on the scene of the animal itself. As soon as it caught sight of the tethered goat, it lay flat on the earth, 
seemingly less from a desire to take advantage of all available cover than for the purpose of snatching a short rest before commencing the great attack before commencing the grand attack i believe it's ill said luisa mebin loudly in hindustani for the benefit of the village headman who was in ambush in a neighboring tree hush said mrs packletide and at that moment the tiger commenced ambling towards his victim now now urged miss mebin with some excitement if he doesn't touch the goat we needn't pay for it the bait was an extra the rifle flashed out with a loud report and the great tawny beast sprang to one side and then rolled over in the stillness of death in a moment a crowd of excited natives had swarmed onto the scene and their shouting speedily carried the glad news to the village where a thumping of tom-toms took up the chorus of triumph and their triumph and rejoicing found a ready echo in the heart of mrs packletide already that luncheon party in curzon street seemed immeasurably nearer it was luisa mebin who drew attention to the fact that the goat was in death throes from a mortal bullet wound while no trace of the rifle's deadly work could be found on the tiger evidently the wrong animal had been hit and the beast of prey had succumbed to heart failure caused by the sudden report of the rifle accelerated by senile decay Mrs Packletide was pardonably annoyed at the discovery but at any rate she was the possessor of a dead tiger and the villagers anxious for the 1000 rupees gladly connived at the fiction that she had shot the beast and miss mebin was a paid companion therefore did mrs packletide face the cameras with a light heart and her pictured fame reached from the pages of the texas weekly snapshot to the illustrated monday supplement of the novia vremya as for luna bimberton she refused to look at an illustrated paper for weeks and her letter of thanks for the gift of a tiger claw brooch was a model of repressed emotions the luncheon party she declined there are limits beyond which uh, repressed emotions become dangerous from curzon street the tiger skin rug traveled down to the main manor house and was duly inspected and admired by the country and it seemed a fitting and appropriate thing when uh, mrs packletide went to the country costume ball in the character of diana she refused to fall in however for with the uh, clovis uh, tempting suggestion of a primeval dance party at which uh, everyone should wear the skins of beasts uh, they had recently slain I should be in rather a baby bunting condition confessed Clovis with a miserable rabbit skin or two to wrap up in but then she added with a rather uh, malicious glance at Diana's proportions my figure is quite as good as that uh, russian dancing boys how amused everyone would be if they knew what really happened said Luisa Mebin a few days after the ball what do you mean said mrs packletide quickly how you shot the goat and frightened the tiger to death said uh, miss mebin with her dis- disagreeably pleasant laugh no one would believe it 
uh, said Mrs. Packletide, her face changing color as rapidly as though it were going through a book of patterns before post time. Luna Bimberton Wood, said Miss Mabin. Mrs. Packletide's face settled on an uh, unbecoming shade of greenish white. You surely wouldn't give me away, she asked. I have seen a weekend cottage uh, near docking that I should rather like to buy, uh, said Miss Mebin with seemingly uh, seeming irrelevance. 680 freehold, quite a bargain, only I don't uh, happen to have the money. Louisa Mebin's pretty weekend cottage, christened by her lay faust and gay in summertime with its garden borders of tiger lilies, is the wonder and admiration of her friends. It's a marvel how Louisa manages to do it, is a general verdict. Mrs. Packletide indulges in, uh, indulges in no more gay, big game shooting. Uh, the incidental expenses are so heavy, she confides to inquiring friends. And that ends uh, Mrs. Packletide's Tiger by Saki. Uh, the, you can see that some of the humor, like the Clovis part in the end, doesn't uh, evoke any laughs. And uh, that's what Saki was, a bit raw, but I think the rest of the story is quite classic. But for that couple of paragraphs which don't click with us, which didn't click with me at least, uh, but it's one of his best stories and you can get an idea of Saki's humor and stuff. So, on that note, uh, I'll take leave of you until the next book excerpt or story. So this is one of those uh, rare cases when I read the entire short story because it was short and you know I could read it end to end. So until next time, it's goodbye here from uh, movies, music, books, etc. by Snehit Kumla. Happy reading and have a great time having a <laughs> reading some great authors over some piping hot tea or uh, snacks uh, while the rain the monsoon is here in india at least so i hope you all are having a great time and having finally seen the worst of the pandemic uh, for most of us hopefully things will get better and probably we'll learn something from this and have a relish and value more things in life anyway goodbye from now thank you